When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast show coming up later this hour talk about is russia really going to invade ukraine what will biden do about it what will nato if anything do uh anything about it even though ukraine not a nato country we've got that for you we've got uh updates on the situation here in new york city and the covid madness that is descending here because of de blasio but we have our friend with us right now as promised alex berenson he is the author of pandemia which is out right now, and it's doing great so far. Pick up your copy. I've got mine at home. Clay has his copy at home. Pandemia. The man who actually looks at the data and says things that you would get from the data, no matter how much the Fauciites scream at him. Alex, great to have you. Thanks. Thanks. All right. So we're, I mean, we got. We always want to start at a 30,000-foot level. We're at over 100,000 cases now. I just saw this in the New York Times. Huge increase nationwide. We have 200 million people, quote, fully vaccinated in this country, right? And, and many more than that, at least partially, whatever that even means now, vaccinated. Yes. What the heck is going on, Alex? What does the, the data tell us? Well, I mean, I, listen, you and I and Clay talked about this for, for, for months. Uh, it was obvious that there was going to be a major uh, winter wave because vaccine protection fades. And... Uh, and, you know, we saw this in Europe. We saw it in the U.K. Uh, we knew there were going to be a lot of uh, a lot of uh, cases this winter. Now, we'll see what happens with deaths. Hopefully, deaths will not hit the level that they hit last winter. And, you know, the vaccine fanatics will say, well, that's because vaccines prevent death, even though they don't do anything else. And that's all we ever wanted to do anyway, which, as we know, is a lie. But, um, but you know, I, I think, look, therapeutics have improved. Um, doctors know more about how to treat this. We are seeing, you know, somewhat lower death rates in a lot of countries, which is obviously a good thing. Um, but you know, I, I think we're gonna we're gonna see this wave continue. Why wouldn't we? This is a seasonal virus. The vaccines do very little, to, if anything, to prevent infection and transmission, and we're headed into the winter. 
Alex, I'm looking right now, we're at around 120,000 new cases a day. If I look at what's going on, as you mentioned, what we have seen in Europe, we got over 200,000 cases last winter. And I'm looking, I was trying to check and see when that peaked. And it seems like it peaked right around Christmas, if I'm not mistaken, last year. Do you think this thing would peak right around Christmas again uh, in terms of overall number of cases? How do you anticipate what the winter is going to look like? Um, you know, Christmas into early January was the uh, was the peak last year. And, yeah, you're right. And January I, 10th, I think, was like basically the absolute high. If I'm or 12th, if I'm looking at this thing correctly. Yeah, and then and then death peak. You know, a couple of weeks after that, as we know they do. Um, so here's the thing. I, I mean, I, yes. I, I mean, I don't know. Okay, that would be quite likely based because we know this thing's highly seasonal. Unfortunately, what we've now seen in the UK is that when you have a highly vaccinated population, you don't get this spike and drop, okay? In a country like Romania or India, where the population is not so highly vaccinated, you see the same kind of curve we saw in the U.S., uh, you know, a year ago or two years ago, you know, 18 months ago, where there's a big rise, but then, then, you know, you get to the peak and things go down. Unfortunately, in the U.K., they are now entering their sixth month of high caseloads. And although... You know, although, again, deaths have not reached the levels of last winter, they, they're still seeing, you know, the equivalent of seven or eight hundred deaths a day in the U.K. So so but here, let me let me pull back even further. And and, uh, you know, this is something I, I talk about in pandemia and I want to stick to it. We are too obsessed with all of this. OK, what matters is whether or not the hospital systems can treat you. OK, infectious diseases come and go. And this one we know is going to be with us probably forever now, wherever it came from. And we can talk about that, too. It's going to be with us. It's going to slay some, you know, extremely old people. It's going to slay some sick people. And if you're morbidly obese, you don't want to catch COVID. OK, beyond that, we should all be living our lives. And that's been true for all almost two years we've known this and so on some level like this conversation that we're having is counterproductive but like we should not be that focused on this right now but alex of course you can understand i'm in new york city and so i'm being told that i'm going to be barred from public accommodations in two weeks unless i get another shot uh, along with all the five-year-olds who are apparently going to have to provide paperwork to show that they've gotten a shot so they can go to a restaurant and so we're still kind of fighting against this madness we're speaking to alex berenson for everyone joining us author of pandemia which is out now and we're trying to get uh this thing to come to a conclusion where we go back to normal life it feels like they keep doubling down even when where is there to go well just more of what they've already done this is this is the constant refrain we see we started out the show, Alex, talking about transmission, and you mentioned this too early on. We were just when we just brought you on. What do we know? I mean, how they told us in August and you know and into September that if you were vaccinated, you were still really unlikely to get it and transmit it. I know dozens of people personally now who have been vaccinated and yep. have gotten COVID. Dozens. Yep. So, yep. do we have any real? I mean, you know, what are the numbers no, 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 on this? No, that, I mean, that, that that appears to be a total lie. Um, uh, and here's how we know it's a lie. You can do PCR testing on people who've gotten the virus, whether they're vaccinated or not. And those tests show consistently that people have the same viral load vaccinated or not um, at the peak. And and uh, and some some of the studies actually show that people who are vaccinated have higher viral loads. So that means 
you can be walking around shedding infectious virus with or without symptoms, more likely with, but possibly without. And that means you can transmit it. And that's true vaccinated or not. And, you know, this is just something else they won't admit because it is another sort of nail in the vaccine. Uh, you know, the vaccines were going to help us all coughing. Um, and, 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 you know, Buck, you're right. Like, uh, in some ways, I'm being foolish, too, right? I'm saying let's get done with this. But the political powers that be don't want us to be done with this, at least in the, at least in the blue states. And, you know, de Blasio, that was crazy what he did yesterday. And I have to believe that he or at least, you know, the people around him who are smarter than he is, know that there's no chance this is going to be enforceable and that this is just, you know, it's a show to, I guess, you know, uh, make him look better with the people in Brooklyn who are still afraid to leave their homes and might be voting for him for governor next year. I, I have no idea why he did this. It doesn't it makes no sense medically and it makes no sense politically. But we're, we're at a very strange moment here um, because Europe is going in a completely different direction than the United States. Europe is going in a direction of more forced vaccinations, more lockdowns, you know, whereas in much of the U.S., certainly in the red states, uh, people really appear to be done with COVID. And, you know, now federal courts have blocked these mandates. And so, uh, you know, the world is kind of cleaving now in terms of its response. I want to ask you a couple of questions that could give you an opportunity to give us some good news here, Alex. One, I, I tweeted this out a little while ago, but it seems increasingly likely, and you were just hinting at it, that the data reflects whether you are vaccinated or unvaccinated, your odds of spreading COVID are not that much different, meaning that if you are choosing to be unvaccinated, you are taking a risk that primarily is going to reflect upon you, not upon larger society. That's one. I want to get your read on that. And then two, it appears that Omicron is not going to be this death wave, this plague, this added definite awfulness uh, that many people tried to reflect that it was just based on the stock market and also the data coming out. It doesn't appear to be making things that much more dangerous. Would you agree with both of those things? Uh, I would agree with both. Of, yes, I'd agree with both of them um, with the caveats that, frankly, since we don't know how much the vaccine protects you versus, you know, what its side effect profile is even now. Yeah, the decision you're making, um, you know, might be more dangerous for yourself not to be vaccinated. But, you know, certainly if you're young, it might actually be safer. For yeah, you that's a good vaccinated. point. So so but um, but and then as far as Omicron goes, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it looks increasingly based on the data out of South Africa, like this is very transmissible, but it isn't very dangerous now. Still early. That could still change. But assuming that's true, what, what they're really telling us is this thing is migrating to be more like other non-SARS coronaviruses, more like the common cold. And I think we can agree that's what we'd all want. Right. That's how this so, it feels like that's how this might actually end. We're speaking to Alex Berenson, the author of Pandemia, his book out right now about the entire pandemic. We highly recommend you get your copy of it. Alex, did you see this story? I mean, I, I wanted to get your take on it because it just seemed like this can't be right. But it's reported on the Daily Mail that there was a uh, one Omicron positive person who went out and now 120 of his colleagues have tested positive for Omicron? Uh, yeah, no, that's that's possible. I mean, you saw this. I mean, people are sort of forgetting because it's part of this effort to scare people and say this is like nothing else. But you saw, for example, there was a choir service, I believe, in Washington State uh, early on in the in the pandemic where uh, somebody spread the spread the virus to 50 or 100 other people. When when you get these events where somebody's speaking or singing, and, you know, people are in a single room for, for a long time. 
even with the original virus, uh, you, you had super spreader events. It's clear that that can happen. So that so that could I mean because to me it's just if, if one person can infect 120 people in one night, the notion that masking up between bites is doing anything against this virus <laughs> is beyond absurd. Yeah, no, that's true too. I mean, what what that tells you is this is this is airborne, and if it's airborne, it's airborne in particles that are too small for a mask to control. And you know, we we talk we've talked about that too for more than a year, and I and I go into that impendingly, of course. But but yeah, no, I, I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> Big deal here, I think, Alex, and we haven't talked about it a ton on the show, although I think I mentioned it on Friday. The majority of the United States Senate, given the fact that Joe Manchin has come out and said it, is now against Joe Biden's private vaccine mandates, uh, private company vaccine mandates. Now that you also have the court striking things down, do you feel like we've seen in many ways the end of Joe Biden's vaccine mandates? I I, I do. I mean, I think I think. The Supreme Court is not going to stand for it. Um, you know, it's just based on what they did with the CDC effort to sort of say, well, because of COVID, no one can ever be evicted, even if they never pay rent again. That was that was tossed by the Supreme Court. And uh, I, I think I think, you know, conservative justices and obviously the Supreme Court is mostly conservative justices are now saying, you know, it's time to step in and stop federal overreach. Um, so, yeah, I think it's quite likely that the uh, that the mandates um will not go forward, you know, that they'll die without ever actually having been formally enacted. What is very striking to me, I wrote about this on my Substack yesterday, or maybe it was Sunday, was that um, a number of hospital systems, including the largest hospital system in the country, the largest private hospital system in the world, I believe, HCA, is now saying they're not going to enforce mandates on their own workers. So the Biden administration says, you know, this is so dangerous that everybody in the world has to be vaccinated. And healthcare systems whose, you know, whose people are dealing with sick people every day are saying, you know what, we don't think that. We think we'd like our employees to be vaccinated, but we're not going to mandate it. And and that is that is incredibly striking to me. Alex Berenson, everybody. Pandemia is the book. Get your copy now. And if you haven't subscribed to his Substack, great stuff coming your way. The Alex Berenson Substack. Alex, we look forward to having you on uh, at some point in the future where we all get to talk about something, literally anything other than COVID, because no yeah, one cares anymore. Yeah, you know, let's talk about the Jets prospect. Yeah. Even that would be less depressing <laughs> than this. I mean, now Clay's definitely excited about it, so we're definitely going to have uh, Nobody's that. excited about the Jets, if I'll be honest with you. <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> Alex. And Clay, I, I want to come down to Nashville and and, uh, and meet you and be in person at your studio down there. There's a whole bunch of people I want to see in Nashville. So if that happens, I will... Uh, I will text you and, and make a trip. Hey, I live in the free states of America, Alex. So, uh, so you don't have to worry about a mask or anything else down here. Alex Barron and everybody, right. Pandemia. Yeah. Alex, thanks so much, buddy. Thanks, guys. Taking time for yourself this year to look after your own finances is important. Take your savings account, for instance. Have you looked at the value of it and whether making an investment in gold is a smart one to protect the overall value of what you've earned and saved? Oxford Gold Group can help you make that decision with the right information. Not only that, when you decide to make gold a part of your savings portfolio, Oxford Gold can deliver your purchase of gold to your home. That experience alone is a really memorable one. That gold finally arrives at your doorstep, as it has for me. Our partners at the Oxford Gold Group have precious metals that can be delivered right to your home. If you think buying real gold, uncompl- buying real gold is complicated, it's not. My friends at the Oxford Gold Group are who you need to call. They'll explain everything to you, ask any questions you've got. Having real gold delivered to your home or having real gold as part of your IRA, it's just a phone call away with the Oxford Gold Group. Call them at 833-404-GOLD and learn how you can have real gold in your IRA and delivered to your door. 
That's the Oxford Gold Group at 833-404-GOLD, 833-404-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four picks. More player action on Prize Picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize Picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free Prize Picks app and open your account. Use my name Clay for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Let me tell you about an American company whose entire mission is built around supporting this same community of people, which I'm a part of and proud to be so. GovX.com is an online shopping platform that people like me with service-related backgrounds have been using for years. There are over 8.5 million GovX members benefiting from the site today. As a GovX member, I get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. If you're a member, GovX.com is the first place to check when you're shopping online. If you've served our country in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, emergency medical services, or other government agency roles, go to GovX.com. That's govgovx.com and create your free membership today. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart and you'll get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons, One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome back in. We are rolling through the Tuesday edition of the program. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. One of the constant stories that we're going to be talking about as 2022 inches closer and closer is what is going to happen in the midterms. Our thanks, by the way, to Alex Berenson, always fantastic, running through the absolute latest numbers 
I looked, by the way, last year, if it's going to be similar to last year, the absolute peak in COVID cases occurred on January 10th, and then there was a precipitous decline from January 10th on. So we would have about a month of panic that would set in between now and January 10th, and then cases will be going down again if that is the same trajectory we will follow as last year. Uh, But I wanted to mention this because... One of the big battlegrounds, maybe the biggest battleground, frankly, in all of America in the midterms, if you consider Reverend Raphael Warnock going head to head with Herschel Walker in the Senate race, and also now Stacey Abrams has decided to run uh, to attempt to beat Governor Brian Kemp or David Perdue, former senator who now is going to be running for the governorship in the state of Georgia. And David Perdue went on and said, Stacey Abrams, not interested in Georgia. This is about being president, which is kind of what we hinted at when we were discussing Kamala and what in the world is going to end up happening with her. Let's play cut five here of David Perdue, who is now a candidate in the contested Republican primary in Georgia. I got in very simply to stop Stacey Abrams and save our state. It's a sad state of affairs that our current governor has lost the confidence of many Republicans, but I'm excited. This has been a great day uh, since our announcement this morning. This is my first interview. And as you said, just a few minutes ago, Donald Trump uh, has given us his full endorsement in our campaign. She wants to transform our state into another failed state like California. You heard all that news about San Francisco just now. That's what she wants to bring to Georgia. And I'm going to stand in the breach and make sure she never does that. I mean, Purdue is going to be formidable, Clay. I think his point also is is larger there than just Georgia. Because when you look at every blue state right now and the trajectory of, and I mean very blue, right? I'm not talking about, uh, you know, Virginia. I'm not talking about places that are pretty mixed. I mean, a very, very blue state. It's getting worse. It's getting more expensive. It's getting more dangerous. And people are leaving. Right. That That's just the Democrat brand nationally at the state level right now is clearly that. And the state of Georgia is an opportunity for that to stop, right? to to stop the the Democrats ruining yet another place that has so much going for it. But if only they can avoid the failed ideas uh, whether we're talking about crime or economic development or just the, the general socialist impulse of the Democrat Party that's been on display in recent years, Georgia could be a place where we actually gain some real ground in this midterm, Clay. Uh, and it, it needs to happen as well, because losing those two Senate seats, inexcusable on the Republican side. Inexcusable. Well, and look, Stacey Abrams, if she loses back-to-back governor races in Georgia, and remember, she refused to concede. So she became a hero of the left by refusing to concede a race that she lost by a pretty substantial margin, way more than the dividing race in the state of Georgia between Trump and Biden. We'll talk about this a bit more, certainly in the days and weeks and months ahead. In the meantime, Tunnel the to Towers, making the holidays brighter for our nation's gold star and fallen first responder families with young kids. Many of these families, you know, the holidays, tough reminder of the sacrifice their hero made for us. That's why the foundation's been giving away a home a day from Thanksgiving and will continue all of this month during its season of hope. With each mortgage-free home, the foundation's delivering on its promise to do good and never forget. All of this possible because of your generosity. You can help support America's greatest heroes and their families by donating $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers 
at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Sign up today, T, the number two, T.org. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. There we have FDR right after the bombing of Pearl Harbor. You've all, I'm sure, heard that before. Today is, of course, the 80th anniversary of the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Uh, Clay and I both like to weave history in our discussions here. And, you know, Clay, it, it is a reminder, I think, as, as first of all, so many things. I actually just read for the first time um, recently, uh, I, I'd never actually read With the Old Breed, which was largely the basis for the series, uh, The Pacific, right? And it's about a Marine who was at a couple of the nastiest battles uh, in the Pacific Theater in World War II. And it's it's haunting to even read it. It is one of those things where you look back on the history of America, and there have been a lot of wars, a lot of battles fought. Uh, the Marines and uh, the, the Navy and everyone who served in general, but the Marines in World War II in the Pacific Theater, what they were willing to go right into the teeth of almost defies belief. I mean, it really was the Spartans at the pass of Thermopylae outnumbered 100 to 1 in terms of just the the risk and the unbelievable, uh, you know, fearsome adversary that they were up against. No doubt. And and I think, uh, and you probably have noticed this too, there oftentimes is, I think, in World War II, a bias towards coverage of what happened in Europe because of the clear uh, delineation, the Nazis, Churchill, Hitler, the fact that the east coast of the United States is so much closer to everything that was going on in Europe and obviously D-Day, such that the war in the Pacific is in many ways sort of ignored comparatively in terms of the scholarship surrounding World War II. And interestingly, there's even a little bit of an analogy with this in the Civil War. Uh, the war in the West, which obviously wasn't that far west at the time, but Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, uh, Georgia, everything in the Western theater gets a lot less attention than what happened with Lee and Grant and everybody in uh, the Eastern theater of the Civil War in such that what happened in Pearl Harbor and the shock of it all gets way more attention than the battles that took place in all of the Pacific theater. Really what you get is a lot of times D-Day and then everybody skips ahead to the atomic bomb and overlooks in many ways what had to take place in the Pacific theater mm. and how savage that war was with Japan. Unbelievably high casualties taken in conflicts like Guadalcanal, Iwo Jima, uh, numbers that, you know, it, the, the modern world just wouldn't be able, you know, modern Western societies wouldn't be able to handle a, a week of what we were seeing in terms of those figures uh, coming out of some of those battles. And, you know, you, you mentioned the the way that this is covered and historically how kids learn about all this stuff in school. I'll just say this. We all know that the evils of the Nazi regime were something that still 
almost almost defies defies belief or defies possibility. How can anyone be that evil? The Japanese imperial regime was really evil too. And anybody who fought in that theater, anyone who liberated POWs, anyone who was, you know, in the Philippines after the Japanese occupation, spent any time in mainland China after the Japanese were through, they allied with the Nazis. I mean, I think this is often forgotten. They were, you know, the, the right hand in the Far East to the Nazi regime. And that was reflected in the way that they fought and the way that they treated POWs, the way that that regime completely dehumanized the enemy, abandoned all rules of warfare. And so, you know, because we also still have this ongoing debate about, oh, dropping the bomb. What we saw in the various theaters, whether it was uh, Okinawa, Iwo Jima, Guadalcanal, um, there was a willingness to essentially turn these islands into trench warfare battles and fight to the very last man. And that's why we're taking such high casualties, because we cleared out, you know, our, our soldiers, our Marines, um, and and the people that were on the front lines were clearing out yard by yard these volcanic islands, essentially that are that are almost like a giant bunker was the way they'd been constructed. So it was, you know, I don't think there's really gonna. I mean, a lot of the people listening to this are big World War II history buffs, so they know. But I don't think kids are learning this stuff. I don't think they're understanding the full scope and scale of what happened. I think it's well said, Buck. And not only that, this is living memory. You probably, Buck, have to- have been fortunate enough, as I have, to speak to so many different people who fought, both in the Pacific Theater and also in Europe. My grandfather was on the USS Bataan. He was there for Lady Gulf, which was the biggest naval engagement, I believe, in terms of ships involved in modern history. Um, and he rarely talked about it, but a lot of you listening to this, I'm sure, know, when you talk to World War II veterans, toward the end, toward the latter four or five years of, of the end of his life, a few times... He would talk about what it was like for five days straight of kamikazes coming, and he would just start talking about it out of nowhere. I remember I told this story a few months ago, I think, uh, about my great uncle who had met Patton in uh, while he was serving in Europe. And Patton was walking down the line and talking to uh, talking to the different soldiers, and they had been out fighting for a long time. And he stopped in front of my great uncle and said, have you gotten a chance to kill any Germans yet? And he said, no. And he said, you will, kid, you will. And the point, I think, that is so illuminative and, and, and illustrative in so many ways is right now, the way American history is being taught. And I was a history major in school, so I understand the concepts of historiography and how we decide to tell the narrative of the past. But we are skipping over the living memory of the greatest generation. I believe 30 survivors of Pearl Harbor are scheduled to be at the uh, ceremonies today and we're skipping over the greatest generation and the legacies that they have left us and are still here uh, illuminating and instead we're going all the way back to 1619 and trying to argue that america is founded as a fundamentally unfair and unjust country and we're skipping right over your point buck which is we went to war with the nazis and with their allies in japan who were determined to effectively destroy freedoms in the world in the living memory of many people that are here with us right now. And we're trying to pretend that that isn't the actual legacy of America when it clearly is. And it's just so fundamentally a lie. 
uh, that it's why those generations and people who are closer to them are so patriotic because they understand what America represents. And younger generations are being taught, hey, 400 years ago, America was a bad place. And so you should hate this country today. It's a fundamental failure of our country to own our country's history in an honest and transparent way. There are parents and grandparents and maybe even some, you know, some uh, listening right now were, were there and saw some of this themselves. But a lot of the people listening have parents and grandparents who prevented a global totalitarianism from yes. turning us all into slaves of an authoritarian system. That is that is the legacy of America within the last hundred years, which is a pretty yes. remarkable thing when you think about it. By the way, it wasn't just the Nazis and the Imperial Japan and their allies. It's also the Soviet Union, which we worked with in the Second World War, kind of because we had to under the circumstance, a whole other conversation we had about how really twin... Uh, you know, co cousins of of the evils of authoritarianism, the Soviet regime and the Nazi regime, um, socialist evils, by the way. And and yet here we are now, as to your point, Clay, being told constantly that America is a bad place. And I know we make jokes about how, you know, the French would be speaking German if it weren't for us. But it's true. It's also worth remembering that, yeah, we can all kid about it now. But thanks to the, you know, thanks to some of the dads and granddads of people listening to this program right now and many people all across the country uh we actually do live in a free society and it is worth it is worth fighting for it's something to remind ourselves of right i mean whatever whatever day we're dealing with clay with the craziness of the left these days we're not being asked to charge a machine gun nest at guadalcanal when the chance of getting through that one alive is anybody's guess think about the difference buck between People today who call others they disagree with Nazis on social media, as opposed to the grandfathers and fathers of many of the people listening right now who had to fight actual Nazis. That's where we are as a country. We have the legacy uh, to now be able to just yell at people anonymously online who say mean things or things that may make us unhappy. Those guys had to actually risk their lives fighting legitimate Nazis. We're going to switch gears here for a second. We're going to take some calls, 800-282-2882. Uh, so if you want to give us a ring, I think we've got some calls lit, and we've also got a segment coming up with uh, someone from the Border Patrol Union to tell us what the heck is going on at the U.S.-Mexico border. That'll be the top of the next hour. That's all coming up. Why not start off the new year with a cost saving on your everyday cell phone bill? Switch from Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile to Pure Talk Cellular. You'll save substantial money every month and keep the same quality of cell phone service. Pure Talk Cellular is now used by and relied on by more people in this audience than ever before. Every one of them getting the same nationwide 5G service you'd expect from a leading cell phone carrier. What you wouldn't expect is a $30 a month price tag for unlimited talk text and 6 gigs of data. If you want unlimited data, they've got a great cost-saving plan for that too. But Clay, how do folks switch? Super easy. You keep your same phone number and phone. If you want a new phone in the same number, Pure Talk has a great deal this holiday season on iPhone 12 starting at just $479. Here's how you do it. From your cell phone, dial pound 250, say Pure Talk, and you can save an additional 50% off your first month, plus you can save on a new phone. That's pound 250, say Pure Talk. Some restrictions apply. Call for details. As someone who served our country in the intelligence community, I appreciate companies that back our nation's service community. One company that does it best is GovX. 
If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. GovX offers unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for the things you love. GovX also donates a portion of every single order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. When you shop on GovX.com, your orders make a meaningful impact. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com, that's GovX.com, and join a community of more than 8.5 million patriots and pros. It's fast, easy, and free to join. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Thanks for rolling with us today on the Clay and Buck Show. We're going to get to your calls in just a moment. 800-282-2882. And remember, the mess at the southern border continues. Not a lot of media focus on it, but we have promised you we will continue to shine a light on what is going on there. The Biden administration disaster at the U.S.-Mexico border, although they just made a big change. We'll get into that in just a few minutes with uh, Brandon Judd of the National Border Patrol Union. But uh, first, also got to tell you, during the pandemic, more people have gone hungry in America than ever before. So once again this year, Why Hunger's Hungerthon is working to raise money to feed the millions of Americans who are struggling with hunger. 
We've got a number of rare auction packages available, including a virtual meet and greet with me, Buck Sexton, where you can ask me about whatever you want. Please make a bid now at charitybuzz.com slash W-O-R. That's charitybuzz.com slash W-O-R. Our current bid for that virtual meet and greet is high, folks. I know we can do better. Hurry up. Come on. Auction ends Thursday afternoon. Charitybuzz.com slash W-O-R. So please uh, check that out. It's for a great cause. And now we've got uh, Joel in Pennsylvania. Joel, what do you got for us? How are we doing, guys? We're good, Joel. Thanks for calling in. Tell everybody what you got on your mind. Well, I work for uh, an installation in New Jersey. Uh, it's called Picatinny Arsenal. They employ well over 3,000 employees. Um, a lot of government employees, uh, a lot of contractors. And uh, these mandates are just continuing to come down. And it's it's causing chaos within within the workforce. How so? So we have uh, we have you know managers that are that are you know forcing people to to you know ask for information. Hey, you know. All right, sorry to cut you off. Are you guys form. federal contractors, or are you pro- like in what way is the vaccine mandate being applied to you? We are U.S. government officials, DOD employees. Okay. So I I, uh, I work for the Department of Defense. I have a, yes. uh, a military ID card, just like our, you know my brothers and sisters. So there, thank there you for the call. Look, I, the I'm sorry to cut sorry to cut you off here, and let me just explain to everybody out there because I talked about this a little bit, Buck, on Friday. You, if you are trying, if you are a private employer right now, and or you are employed by a private employer, you are not allowed, based on court rulings, to be relying on Joe Biden's vaccine mandate to force and mandate your employees to get the vaccine. They can't rely on that anymore. January 4th, that deadline. If we still have our caller... The difference is if you are a federal employee, so far the federal vaccine mandate is still being applied. In other words, Joe Biden has been found so far to have the right to mandate for federal employees the vaccine, which I think confuses people. And I just wanted to explain there uh, as he was talking about this. Joel, you had more for us? Yes. So with with these mandates, you know, you, you have civilian, you know, um, management, middle management that are asked to to um, to tell their employees, hey, you need to go in, in, in this and fill out this form and whatever. They don't want to do it. And when they're asked guidance, like, well, what happens if if they refuse or or, um, you know, I, I was told uh, talk to their lawyer, you know, the, the, the guidance to management, it just goes down the line. So they're, they're basically telling people, use your powers of persuasion and quote. So they're, they're managers that 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 don't want to do this, they're, they're being forced, and then you're, you're enforcing employees. So you're, you're, you got, it's almost like segregation, right? You have groups that, that went out and they did, did the good thing, and they went and they got their, their jab, and now they come to work. And, and on this forum, this, the second forum that, that these, uh, the government employees were, were told to, to fill out, it says, show your papers. Yeah, no, Joel, we, we hear you, man. It's it's a mess. It's a mess for a lot of people all across the country right now who are trying to figure out, you know, the state and local regulations in the case of places like New York and, of course, the federal side, federal contractors. Thanks for calling in, man. You know, Clay, it's just it's talking about the mess. You, you see these photos, how in Germany right now, yeah. in supermarkets, they are separating the vaccinated and unvaccinated 
with uh, like a chicken wire fence. <laughs> now, I am not a doctor and I am not a whatever you'd call the special engineer who deals with airflow. I don't even know what you call it. I'm sure there's a name for it. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that a chicken wire fence, an actual, I'm not talking about like yes. an actual chicken wire fence, not going to stop COVID. Remember, we just talked to Alex about super spreader events and how one guy infected 120 people out on, on a night out. 120 people is what's being reported. You think a virus that that's that, that, that contagious, the plastic plexiglass things they had up everywhere is going to do anything against people lost their minds. Not only that, I think there's so much complexity out here, and that's what that call kind of reflected about what mandates are allowed to be enforced, which ones are legally permissible. It's such a mess right now. What I would say is if you are a private employee and your employer is trying to force you to get a vaccine, they do not have the legal right to rely upon Joe Biden's vaccine mandate right now. Now, if you're a federal employee, that's different. I know that's a little bit complicated to people, but I would not submit right now. And I would not allow your employer to rely on the Biden vaccine mandate because courts have found that's unconstitutional right now. We've got Brandon Judd of the Border Patrol Union joining us next to talk about Remain in Mexico being reinstated by the Biden administration. How many gotaways this month? How many illegal immigrants coming into this country in violation of our laws? And is it just going to keep going and going and going? We're going to break all that down for you. Plus, we'll have some time the next hour for is Russia going to invade Ukraine? What do we do, if anything? What's going to happen? That's all coming down on the Clay and Buck Show. Stick around. Big third hour. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 